This week on the Push Relates Podcast, we talk about being specific too soon, the overriding themes from my surveys, and mouth strips. And three, two, one. It's that time of the month, Dan, that I have to charge my Apple mouse. Hey guys, welcome to the Push Ball Legs podcast with myself, Damik. And me, Tom Hall. So that means I can't do any work for a while. I'm going to do that on mine, actually, as well. Just realised that yeah. I don't need to use it now, so... Probably prime time, isn't it, for an hour that we're going to be on here. We can charge our mice together. Thank you. It's a good chat, I never usually do it. Something, something that I've always wanted to do with you, Dan. Charger, charger, mice. <laughs> mouses. Mouses? Mouses? Mice? Mice. Mice. Yeah, mouses. Oh, that's six... Six years old. What's going on? Oh, loads of stuff, mate. Loads of stuff's going on. Stressful. But yeah, other than that, we're all good. (laughs) Just saying, just saying off air, I've got uh, another dog, three dogs. I have a dog. I know. So I feel like Tom's parents, fucking hell. Um, Yeah, loads of dogs. But yeah, three now, which is just one more than two, which is frustrating. (laughs) (laughs) You've got 50% more. It's not, and it's definitely not like 50% more work it's 100% more work for some reason with it being a puppy then yeah I'd imagine so no. a little yeah. bit more more potty training it's not even that Probably. it's just like yeah it just gets frustrating Frankie's just decided to come in now as well it <laughs> wasn't closed properly um, so it wasn't yeah, so yeah, yeah that's that's going on um, and then um, yeah we renamed the brand as well Business and Banter so yeah yeah should rename the podcast, shouldn't we? All change now, you see. Yeah, Pushball Legs podcast is definitely not like what it is about anymore. <laughs> no, we should probably rename this at some point. Um, what well, we can get PPL year. to stand for? PPL, we can get uh, to stand for something else. Probably. Send it in, post it, yeah. do whatever. Anyone got any ideas? Know. I'm like literally dead today. I'm mood very. I feel like, obviously, you, you don't get this. No. Not literally, no. Figuratively, I'm dead. <laughs> Um, because I feel like everybody's been hit this week in terms of they're back into routine, back into school, back into work, back into everything. And it is like the 2nd January. September is January number two. It is. And it is like definitely, and the weather's dropped here as well. So everybody's getting a bit of sad. Um, So yeah, not good. And obviously like <clears throat> we're talking off air again, but Pricks upstairs are doing a new, uh, well, basically the flat upstairs mine um, got sold and just a nice two bed for £685,000. Wow. Good. Just just put it out there, the flat flat arm in, two bed, bigger than that one. So God knows what this one's worth. Fuck that. Um, Yeah. So yeah, that'll be interesting. That's a really annoying. Jeez. So all I've had is drilling and hammering and whatever. It's really good when you work from home. Um, yeah, a little bit. Love that. Luckily, no, no. luckily, I do have access to an office in in central London. So I had to go. I literally came back today, made some poached egg. I went poached egg on crumpet and mar- with marmite on today. Um, no, fancy little change. Good shout, on it. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and it was just. I was like. All right, well, I'm going. <laughs> I'm going straight away. Yeah, literally just ate that, and I was like, I'm going straight to the office. Fuck this, and yeah, did all my calls and stuff in there. So yeah, otherwise, 
people would be slightly annoyed. I'm like, do this more. Okay, good. Yeah, this is your next part of your business. Yeah. Okay, good. <laughs> not good. Not good. Not, not, not very professional. No. So I went and sat on like a call booth and like, uh, it's almost like until basically has a WeWork connect to it. And the call booths are the hottest place in the world. Um, I would literally just sit in there for a half an hour call, sweating. I'm wearing grey today as well. Not fun. So not fun. But anyway, all good. Probably my own fault because I was drinking a peppermint tea to try and calm myself down um, whilst I was having that call. It's good, isn't it? Mm. Tea person. After I'm like you then. Like, I think it's supposed I was- to cool down, isn't it? Tea. that's what somebody said like some somebody said it to me like two weeks ago as well i was like oh that's it's meant to regulate your temperature if you have a hot drink when you're warm it cools you down and i was like it fucking doesn't warms you up <laughs> like the tea is hotter than me therefore i'm gonna match the tea no like or the, we're gonna meet somewhere in the middle there we're not gonna drop i need to get something lower than me so it drops between Correct. that's what happens like it's basic <laughs> basic science <clears throat> yeah uh, somebody said it to me i was like I don't believe you, but I'm going to try it again. Um, <laughs> have a fucking, your body craves a fucking ice cream and an isolated when it's hot. Chances are because it cools you down. It doesn't crave hot tea. Um, yeah. No, utter bullshit. I mean, we, we can talk about utter bullshit as well. And uh, what we're talking about, we've got to talk about no, no strips. Getting too specific. No, mouth strips as well. Mouth strips. Oh yeah. Well, we talk yeah. about no strips because Obviously, you and Mike have made fun of nose strips before, but I think I'm going to get some. Purely because I'm doing shit sums of stuff where I need to breathe lots. Um, yeah, that's I think. And I could, and basically, if you really want to know what me and Dan do before the podcast, we were both holding our noses noses right like wide open just to yeah. see whether we could breathe. Go check this out on the YouTube, obviously. Um, it's so it much works. better, right? It's yeah, like, it's I, just, might, I might actually get some nose strips. Like, definitely. Like, it's worth trying, isn't it? Surely. Yeah, for like, they're like 15 quid for like 40, 50 of them or something like that. I'm just literally going spread, on now. I'm having a look. Spread man. your I'm nose. Because I found another one, which you like, you stick up your nose or like lifts it I just like don't. That. I just don't believe that the stickiness on the strips is strong enough to be able yeah, to hold something that I... can open your nose that, that much. So I'm going to, I'm going to do it. Um, because because I'm doing really runs, yeah. like doing runs and long, I can't wear it in the pool. Probably not. Probably won't stay on. Um, but you you end up not. You don't breathe through your nose anyway. When whilst you're swimming, obviously, because that there's a lot of water that goes up there. Um, but running and and cycling, I think it might be a benefit to me. Anyway, um, maybe I'll do it when I'm sleeping, when nobody else is watching, basically. Um, that's mm. that's when I'll probably do it. Dan will be on the golf course with one on. But yeah, there was definitely oh, one yeah, that yeah. was like there was like a German one. It was like stick it up your nose, and then it was like propped up there, so like lifted it. I'm pretty sure yeah, I, that is I, the Germans, I, isn't it? Just do it like to the extreme, just like yeah. literally shove like a coil up there or something like that. Like the spring, you know, like just really like <laughs> permanent. Well, I've broken my nose before, so I'm not too sure. Um, yeah. Basically, don't be a gobby shite when you play football. Otherwise, you get elbows in the head. Yeah, so that serves you that's right. That's what actually. happens happens to me. So we're all good. But yeah, what are we talking about? Yeah, niching down too soon, perhaps. Or niching down, I guess, ish. From a one-to-one perspective, maybe an online perspective, but also like a too soon perspective. Um, and yeah, I just wanted to vaguely chat, I guess, about... It might be interesting for some people. 
share my results tonight from my, my little sir, ask the survey because we were meant to talk about this last week on why I sent it out, but um, because you did something about should you fucking survey your audience and you you ask something and it was like I was doing it for a little for a little bit of a different perspective. Um, but yeah, we can we can basically talk about what I found and maybe why you should do it or why you shouldn't do it. Uh, what mm. should be happening. So yeah, let's let's talk about that. But yeah, nose strips or mouth strips. Talk to me, Dan. Mouth strips. What's going on? I just I put a little tongue in cheek Instagram story up today, just saying how I bet there's more coaches that use mouth strips than um, practice their copywriting. Um, so yeah, it was one of those things where oh, Tom's put his timer on. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was just it was just a little bit of a I've thing got to reset just... it. I've got to reset it. Also, oh, um, in terms in. of so. the productivity uh, purchases, the what, well, there's one that I'm actually using properly now, and it is just a today list. To do list, a to do list. Funny that, and it's productivity. That's good. That that's better. That one. That one's better than to do list timer. Yeah. If they anybody wants well. productivity gimmicks, to do lists. Because I know you just have a. Pa- I normally just I've got loads of pads, and I keep filling just pads up. Um, and I'm like, I'm going to buy a purposeful another pad for, to fill up yeah. another pad, but they're literally just purposely done. So I was like, I don't have to draw like little lines on it each time. So yeah. Anyway, yeah. you can what you can get about? my Amazon link for affiliate link, and I will earn probably two p. I don't have an affiliate link. I know some people that do that. Um, they always say they can earn. I can earn millions. So why haven't I let? I don't know what's going on. I don't know about millions. Um, yeah, it's just that whole thing about, like, I've seen probably about 10 coaches that I follow all try mouth strips to kind of improve their breathing. And I think it's come about because of, um, there's a podcast by Stephen Bartlett with some guy on there who, as you can imagine, was really over-dramatizing, saying how people are dying because they don't breathe through their nose and it's going to kill you. Yeah. It's crap. Um, which I'm sure is not true. But anyway, Um there's essentially like a reason that you should predominantly breathe through your nose. Um, I think it's because of the filtration of the nasal passage, mucus, et cetera. Who knows? Well, that jazz, basically. Um, I do think it's a bit of a stretch to say, um, yeah, that, you know, you're going to die. But anyway, um, <laughs> basically, the, the thing that I've noticed is that coaches are happy to, again, they, they do that sort of stuff, but don't do, again, the basics, my sort of, this sort of thing. And, it just makes me laugh when I see it because I've got nothing against people doing it. This is not a, a slight on anyone who does it or tries it because to improve their their breathing or this sort of stuff. My point is that they are happy to jump on something like that that requires very little effort to try and get an improvement, to try and see some sort of gains, even if it's probably negligible. But yet to do the things that will definitely get them progress that requires some effort, they won't do it. Like, they just refuse to do it. And it just makes me laugh, like this this whole culture around like quick fixes, optimizing stuff. Again, like the people, so I've seen people like, oh, if you breathe through your mouth when you sleep, you know, it's dangerous and all this sort of stuff, sleep apnea. And it's like, one of the things we also know that's really bad for sleep apnea is being overweight. Really bad. Like loosen body fat, you'll probably sleep better. Train harder in the gym, you'll sleep better. Improve testosterone levels, you'll sleep better. Like it's just this whole thing around like, we're trying to to do these little tiny things and, and the, the often the big picture stuff that we need to change that's going to impact things massively in the future. We don't do because it requires effort. But 
if you had a nose, a nose strip, mouth strip, oh yeah, I'll try that for a 1% gain. But I won't practice my <laughs> copywriting to improve my business tenfold. Won't do that. You know, can't do that. It's too too much hard work. Just that whole that whole thing with me. Coaches are just more prone to it than most people for some reason, I think. It's weird. Yeah, I guess it's I it's a weird one, isn't it? Because if they do that and then turn it into a study and then turn it or a study, do it into like some anecdotal content and then create content around it and do all that kind of a story and get it. But yeah, buy the nose strip and then turn it into like a story lesson offer kind of email copy or something like that. And, and then start rolling with that. I would hundred percent. Then, then you can use it for your business. Um, don't just, I bought these. Going to see how it is. All right. Well, it's just, it's just that, it's just that on a whim as well, <laughs> making a decision. It's just that whole, like it, it, again, it's that whole thing of like, so they see someone with no strips uh, or mouth strips, sorry. And so they say, you're going to improve your life. You're going to improve your life. You're going to die as you do this way. You, you can do this and you do it. And then they'll see someone else talk about how they should improve their copyright and it's going to help their business all this amount. But yet one requires effort and one doesn't. So they do the one that doesn't require effort. It's more that it's like, there's no doubt in that the copyright stuff is going to improve things massively. And like, you can, it's just that lack of, oh, it's going to take effort. So I don't bother. Nose trips, stick up my nose. Yeah, why not? Well, and, and, and they do the same in their business all the time. Like, looking at trending audio for their reels or a certain hashtag or use chat GPT to write captions. It's like they do all the shortcuts through that, but they won't do the main thing. They won't do the big picture stuff. And they're the same people that constantly talk to their clients about being in a carry deficit, doing all these sorts of things. And it's, it's equivalent of not looking at your diet, not looking at your training, not looking at anything like that. And then going, uh, taking bigger threes though, because they're going to make me healthy. Well, <laughs> yeah. Uh, alongside everything else, maybe. It's that whole thing that I find I just find frustrating and I just find the 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 lack of awareness around it. Like that they can't see their own position they're in with their business. But it happens in it's it happens in every every I mean, again for the minutia, the conversation I literally had on the weekend, right? So Nathan, my uh my housemate, um, who yeah, he uh is a doctor of physiology or whatever, respiratory cardiology sorry but i've written him in like a gym program that you're doing twice a week right he's stuck at it for let's say six weeks so the question and the reading he's a researcher right it's in his nature to read around research and blah 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 blah, all this kind of stuff the question he asked me this week bearing in mind he started weight training for the first time since covid i think um and he's been doing twice a week maybe for the last six weeks once or twice and he decided to ask me Tom, do you think I should be taking creatine? No, no, Nathan, no. <laughs> I know you only sleep five and a half hours of, like at night on average, probably. And you've also only been to the gym possibly twice a week for the last month. Like, I don't think creatine is the... I think you're missing the forest with the trees um, yeah. in terms of supplementations and doing stuff, maybe sleep. Have you? I was like, have you got enough protein intake right now? I was like, I see what you eat. I know you don't. Um, so I don't think adding creatine is going to be the best thing for you, um, personally. He was like, okay. <laughs> it's yeah. just like, oh, sorry about that hard truth. Um, or just been like, don't waste your money, man. Like, what the fuck? Like, hit these, hit these big fucking, I don't know, massive drums before you like tickle somebody's balls. Like, fuck me. 
That's not a, that's not a phrase, but yeah. Tickle balls, yeah. <laughs> Tom likes tickling balls, man. But I mean, this whole this whole fucking podcast is going to be about being too specific too soon, or yeah, yeah. in it's, in a certain yeah. extent, isn't it? And, um, and and I think like I just went for um I just went and got new golf clubs, right? I mean, some talked about before. Um, when it got <laughs> fitted, when it got fitted for some irons, and there's an element to it whereby like the clubs I had before were fine for where I was at before, and the clubs I've got now are good for where I'm at now. I couldn't have started my golf career using the clubs I've got. I wouldn't have got any benefit out of it. I wouldn't have been the best option for me. It wouldn't have fitted for where I was at right then in that moment. It's exactly the same thing. It's like you have to start off with fundamentals. You have to start off with, and I genuinely believe this. So I look back over like some of the old videos I had from my first ever coach and some of the coaches I work with now. And I genuinely believe that the coach that I had at the time was the best coach for me in the phase that I was in. Like the guy that I first worked with, he was brilliant. Great with beginners, you could tell. The guys I'm working with now, I can tell that if I rocked up as I am, they'd be like, oh, like, they'd be saying something to me yeah. I wouldn't be able to understand them yet. I can guarantee you. <laughs> and it just it just shows that there's this, just this, there's this, there's this almost rite of passage you have to go through with a lot of this stuff to get to the, the nitty gritty. And the irony is that once you are at the nitty gritty bits, you realize that actually there, there's no point worrying about it. You might as well actually just, focus on the basics that's what's got you where you are now do you know what i mean so yeah. it's it's funny how you develop and you you really figure out that yeah you sometimes don't need to be as specific as you think but certainly at the start it's um yeah it's definitely not not needed at all warranted and, and you'll find you'll find when yeah you make some of those specific choices when one resonates and sticks with you you'll end up having that's your kind of that's your niche that's your thing that's your thing that you will always have a habitual kind of thing to do. Um, yeah, which is interesting. But yeah, fucking hell. We'll talk about it. But the um, also, because I said that there was a Erlen Harland, there was a picture of him sleeping with a, um, a mouth strip over as well. He's like, yes, I, uh, I sleep with one every day. Mm, that was my impression. Um, but he is also at the top, top of his game and like fucking absolutely amazing. So why not? He's kind of, com- he's almost completed football. He's completed playing up front. So you might as well see what 1% gain he can get. I, 100%, probably yeah. the 1%, um, which for him would be, yeah, another seven goals probably. So yeah. yeah, worth it. Worth it to get that average wage of just bump it up to like 600, 700 grand a week. It's just not doing not doing enough, is he? Get the one percent. Mental, mental money. <laughs> Correct. All right. What do you want to talk about? Niching down, being too too people love talking about you love talking about niche. Um, but being too specific specific specificity. That's a hard word to say. Um, doing <laughs> specific too soon, or should we talk about mm. what my, some of my overriding themes from my survey? Survey questionnaire thing, um, and what I found. Yeah, what I think I think with the niche stuff, I think um, there's definitely there's definitely a thing to be said that you can niche down too quick. Um, I regularly have this conversation with people, and and they go, "Oh, I want to work with these people," and I'm like, "Okay, why do you want to work with those people? Well, because I think they're gonna have money." Right. That's not the right reason to work with a niche. Like, no, that's, do you even know if you like working with those people? Do you get on with those people? Do you have something in common with those people? Right. All that sort of stuff. You have to have worked with a decent number of people to know 
well, who you want to work with or who you who you get the best results with, who you click with the best, all that sort of stuff. Again, I think a lot of people get into S and C. Oh, I want to work with elite level athletes. Do you? Do you though? You don't know that because you've not worked with any. How do you know that that's where you want to work? How do you know that do you want to work with people who have never stepped foot in a gym before? Like, what's your speciality? And, and that's one of the beauty, I think, the beautiful things I think about starting as a PT. And why I always think that most online coaches should start personal training before they, they can't just go into online is that you do end up working with a vast variety of people that move differently, different goals, different stresses, different strains, different problems, um, different movement abilities, different goals. For you to decide, yeah, these people are like working. That that should be the fundamental thing. And I think it's why probably like I said for you, Tom, you've landed on your niche of who you like working with in terms of strength and power and performance because you've liked working with those people in person. Yeah. More so than, than people that want to lose a little bit of weight. You're like, oh, I can't really bother with that. I'm not as fussed, not as excited about it. No, and I've got to a stage where even if like somebody that was maybe their goal when they first came to me, I they've probably seen how I work and yeah, shifted around. This is in, in person, right? They've probably gone to more I've not pushed them into anything. It's like, okay, like beggars can be choosers at the start. I was definitely training people who's just wanted to lose weight or yeah, that was their, their main goal or that was literally it. And I'm like I wasn't switched on. I was just like, I don't really find this very interesting. It's like, cool, I'm going to do the basic fundamentals, but then I'm going to start to sprinkle certain things in and just start you thinking about other, other, I don't know, avenues of progress. Um, but I 100% agree with like the online coaching thing. Go cut your teeth with as many fuckers as you can see um, who have got lots of different needs and lots of different goals and lots of different like, yeah. I don't know they'll cry about certain things which will like make them motivated and not um just so you can see it because yeah it could be a factor of like i know i not i genuinely don't really work great with overweight kind of similar age like young age women i don't i'm not good at it like, i don't know how to speak to them properly i'm not good at motivating them i don't i will probably piss them off more than anything else um, and the same thing happens for like probably elderly women. I can, with the middle, I'm okay. Like some elderly women, I don't tend to work well with as well. Tom so. likes cougars. <laughs> exactly. Um, <laughs> um, but like most of the, most of the guys I, I tend to work well with. But what has been interesting lately, actually, from an online perspective, um, I've, I've had more females through my door. Um, probably because... The, I don't know, we're pushing away from, you've just got to look great all the time. And they're like, oh, that's something different to work towards. Okay, we're going to think about performance instead of, so it's a, more like a body ideal kind of thing. And we'll focus on something else. We'll still look cool, but we're going to focus on something else. Or I, was, I don't know whether it's it's also that, um, what's the fucking theory? It's something really bad. Um, it's about like Nazi stuff. Dan's like, this podcast is going to take a, a really good. weird yeah, turn. Let's say, let's, let's see what it says. <laughs> um, yeah. It's like, it's, it's called like red car syndrome, no? Red car syndrome. Is it called red car? Red cars red in the UK, mate, not Red Germany. car theory. Is it the red car theory or yellow car theory or something like that? Oh, the yellow That's car awesome. theory. When you, when you, when someone starts talking about how you never see a yellow car, you start to see more of them. You start Correct, yeah. Cars. Yeah. 
yellow, the yellow car principle, but it's all called, called the Bider Meinhof phenomenon. That's what it's called, frequency bias. Anyway, um, if anybody wants to look up um, uh, Bader Meinhof phenomenon, not a good thing. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, it's really, but the yellow car phenomenon, the yellow car principle. But I'm so I seem to be surrounded by running all the time. Is running making a big comfort thing in your world as well? Or is that because I'm liking lots of running fucking shit or looking lots of running you're shit? You're running lots of shit. Yeah, and I'm like seeing more runners running. and I'm like looking lots of that and all that kind of stuff. I'm seeing, yeah, obviously, my Instagram is just filled with people come with a run with me. Ah, anyway, um, <laughs> the leasing down boring content, me. I know, like, I've I've got more. How hard is that to make like as well? Food. Like, just like holding your phone, like, oh, go, go, go. <laughs> like, I'm like, what the fuck? Like, it's really annoying. Like, the phone needs to be strapped to you, and I've got to get it out and like. Bailey look presentable. I look awful, and I'm like, "Fuck this! This is this is sad." Um, 10k in. Oh, right, right, right. oh, fuck off! No, don't talk to in, anybody. Get my phone out. Dead. Um, anyway, but yeah, becoming too specific too soon in terms of your niche, in terms of like a one to one coach, I think yeah, don't. Um, the chances are. No offense. I've been training for no offense to you, Dan. No offense to you, Dan. Um, but if you're listening to this as a coach and you're like, oh, I'm only like a year in, cool, crack on. Keep working with people just that are surrounding you in terms of getting good results or results you kind of and then you'll gradually resonate with certain people or push down certain niches that you like working with. It was only because of obviously my background in performance and where we did our degrees and stuff that I started talking about that more with my clients and then gradually happened i have those more of those clients anyway who would play sport or have a sport that they like training for so that would happen it's generally the people that i've worked with one-to-one um but if you're in person why are they going to pick you who are going to start training for football rugby or whatever over someone who's been doing it for 10 years possibly if you've only just qualified and possibly don't have the back catalog mm-hmm. and it's the same with online but yeah. you can do it online in the perspective as your copy can be better. Your marketing can be way better. You can be more prolific in terms of social media. So it can happen better online, 100%. It is easier to niche down online than it is in person. Personally. I think as well, like one-to-one in person, I would also argue that I think you could probably go your whole life without having a niche. Yeah. Like you will have people that you, you 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 are specifically working more with, but you are also limited to the people that walk into the gym. Your niche is anyone that goes to your gym in your area, really. Yeah. Like, because yes, there can be referrals and stuff like that. But at the same time, it's like you're you're going to be limited by the people that are walking through that door as much as you're limited by your niche and your knowledge level and things like that. So I think people can go the whole one-to-one career without really having a niche per se and just relying on being really good at I think, you know, the results you get. Yeah, and you have to be really good at your results and you probably just have to have a system. That's your niche, your system that you put them through to... Mm-hmm. This equals that, therefore you will get this result. You you have a system that you work through. Mine will be athletic-based training of some sort, full body athletic-based training. Um, which yeah, I've realized when I talk about fucking why are you still doing body part splits? And it was mainly mm-hmm. it's mainly females who reach out on and ask me about that. I was like, okay, what am I doing something wrong, Tom? And I'm like, maybe. I don't know. I don't know your training plan. Um, but possibly if you're only training twice a week doing a body part split or you're training five times a week and every single thing's got a body part split on it you're probably doing something wrong 
in terms of not making as much progress as you could. Um, so yeah, I would say one-to-one, get a system. Don't become really specific really soon. Um, so work through that flow. And then online, it seems to be more of like a, yeah, you can niche and attack that niche a little bit better because there's so many different things. It's like, I, I don't know. I think you, online you it's more fat. so that you have to it's online it's more so that you have to speak to someone so that they know what you're about you can't just yeah blur you still out have to be an authority figure right so you have to have to have that kind of but that takes time to to kind of create yeah. i guess because no. most like people will come to like me and you because you're like oh they've done it um i want to learn from you guys and be coached by you because you probably know more than me about that subject, which is tends to be when, because we work with coaches most of the time. Right. So it's just like, mm. all right, they probably know more about that and I'll be able to nitpick, like get some knowledge off it. So that's about, we'll, we'll help you niche. Um, it's the, the easiest thing to do in it. Pick somebody, pick somebody that's like 12 months to 24 months down the road where you want to be and just kind of see what they do well try yeah. and replicate it that's it it's fairly simple um you could look at dan's instagram stuff under a microscope and just literally just go through it and be like write notes on it and be like i'm gonna try and re- don't copy replicate in your own way in terms of what you do uh, magic isn't it i mean you'd magic. be posting really boring content then but yeah, it, would, it wouldn't be great. It wouldn't be great, would it? Uh, no. But yeah, it's inter- it was interesting because it was just it was it's something that's more prevalent, I'd say, in the sports-specific Instagrammy space, and certainly in person, um, where people tend to throw in these. Especially, I've I've been bombarded with triathlon-based things, especially with swimming. Fuck me, oh, people just doing balmy shit or just like why why do we need to make up this exercise or doing these weird exercises to try and replicate back to the sport and it made me pop up so this is from um i think it's david gray not the singer uh the rehab specialist um he has like a a modern day uh protocol or like map line thing for rehab but it, the same thing um applies for people playing sport or your niche or whatever but so it would be like a workflow and this is what i mean by system right so if somebody's been injured they would have surgery or something they have a diagnosis and immediately they want to restore a range of motion then you so you basically you're just going to get good better a little bit better in the joint that specific model okay then you reduce inhibition okay so you're just going to bring that pain threshold down then you do inter and intramuscular coordination so that's just work on the muscles in and around that. You're not doing anything specific to that sport yet. Anything specific to that muscle group, really. You're working the muscles around it. And then you do full body fucking general strength training to get better at everything. And then we get specific. It's like one, two, three, four, five, six things before we even talk about being specific for that sport or for that niche or whatever. I feel like there needs to be five checkpoints of do this normal shit done well before you even touch being specific. Um, and then you can add plyometrics and mechanics and exposure to yeah. sport training and stuff like that, which is when I talk about the 20% and I talk about fucking do your 80%, please. Yes, 80% of it will be very kind of generic or 
let's say boring, but it will make you the most progress. And then the 20% is the sprinkling to set you apart. Like we'll do first step pace, or it'll be like why that particular four weeks is a power based four weeks, or it'll be a speed based four weeks because of that 20% of sprinkling shit, you're still going to do the fundamentals of movements and all this kind of fun stuff. Um, yeah. And it's certainly, that's same, what my, same with golf stuff. One of my, yeah, one of my clients, he was like the golf fitness space. He's like, I fucking hate it. Cause it's like, literally these people just need to squat and you know, <laughs> yeah, increase in exactly it's like like why are you trying to bring a cable and throw it around your body it's like no that's probably actually the worst thing you can do it's going to ruin your actual golf swing because you don't actually swing like this and he's like it's all about your legs and it's like it, it's the same principles right it's like just get strong like i've had to like catch myself doing that well not that i was doing a lot of fucking swinging shit but you know you can break it down and you can look at oh should i do this single leg variation because it's more like this part of the swing or should i do this this upper body move? it's like no nah, just get strong all over just do powerful stuff all over that's going to translate like as simple as that you have two feet on the floor and you play golf keep two feet on the floor when you fucking weight train you'll be sad like simple yeah. and it's the same with a lot of sports football's the same all these things are the same it's it's bonkers how people try and make it so specific when it really doesn't need to be. Um, but it's just fucking humans, isn't it? Trying to be trying to be special and unique and different and all that jazz. <laughs> um, but they get it all wrong. Again, it, it's it's that thing of it's not about the thing that makes you unique and special when it comes to like being online or being a PT or whatever, isn't a fancy ass fucking exercise. It's, yeah, it isn't it's, because you know how to do an adductor side plank row. No, it's, cool. it's, right, it's, to, it's to do with how personal you are with that human being that's working with you. It's to do with how you get your point across. Yeah. Like Tom said, he doesn't work great with certain types of women. It's like, or certain age ranges of women. It's like, cool. That's probably why he doesn't train him as much because it doesn't, doesn't no. click with them for a reason. That's cool. Don't like his sense of humor. Don't like the way he says things. Don't like the way he speaks, whatever. Don't blame him, um, to be honest. But <laughs> yeah, it's it's understandable. Like it's, it's normal. That is normal. Whereas I think people would, again, worry that, that they have to have a unique exercise or that. Oh, you stole my program. What you didn't invent weight training, mate. Calm the fuck down. Do you know what I mean? It's, <laughs> all that sort of stuff. It's just a bit like, really? Yeah. Is that is that really what people think? So you can always spot that a mile off, I think. Is that that insecurity around I came up with this you didn't come up with anything. You stole it off someone else. You right, stole it off somewhere else and then repurposed it. And that yeah. will happen forever. And it happens to me that. So but it's absolutely fine. But yeah, yeah. don't don't pretend you reinventing the wheel. Anyway, um, yeah, interesting. Um, let's go discussion. As we, I think we're ticking over about uh, 35, 30 minutes, 35 minutes. So we'll go um, survey shit. So thank you for everybody. There'll be, there'll be some people that have listened um, who filled out my little survey thing for my niche. Um, yeah, if anybody didn't really know what I was doing, um, it was just a bit of outreach again. You can take this idea and run with it if you really want to. Um, but it was not, I think Dan did a post or something about it. And you were, you were discussing, should you survey your or questionnaire your audience? And 100% Dan is correct in the fact that you should probably know who you're trying to talk to or what they are thinking. That should probably be a case. So yeah, it's, um, it's, it's, just, it's that whole thing of like asking people like, oh, what content do you want to see? No, yeah. I don't know. They don't, they don't know. know. Like, I don't. I don't <laughs> come. Like, if I came across a viral piece of content, it's like if I knew I wanted to see it, I'd have made it before. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, I'd have done that. Like, you don't know what you like. You don't know what's funny. 
Right. Yeah. So yeah, that, I'm not going to say the obviously the exact questions that were in this this survey or question. It was more of a questionnaire, but they were very much more, let's say, centric to ideas that would be around my niche and discussing what their pain points were and what their struggles were and stuff like that. It was nothing about my content, nothing about content they want to see. It not one question was, what content would you like to see? What would you like to see in the training content world? Nothing to do with that. It was more like. What struggles may you have when you're trying to complete this? Are you trying to train for any performance or fitness events currently? Have you ever tried to train for them previously? And all that kind of stuff. So I can get an idea about what the audience I like working with currently thinks and what they're training for and what kind of struggles that they currently have. And there's some overriding themes. Um, I'm assuming not everybody who listens to this have my exact niche. Um, but it was interesting to see like, so I probably got like, yeah, I got over 60 responses. So it's a decent little amount of people I can kind of take and uh, run with in terms of what they struggle with, but if anybody wants to know. Um, and it's and guess what? My niche, every single one of those people I was speaking to were, but I'd say 95% of them are coaches. Okay. So it's you guys that struggle. <laughs> okay. And you resonate with this is uh, boredom is a massive thing which kind of we can see when we try and chase these little gimmicks and whatever. Um, and trying to combat that boredom is a big thing that people um, don't really have anything to train for, which is in turn why I have my combine stuff to allow people to train for something. And within my coaching, I'm like, all right, well, what are we going to train for? Are we going to train for, I'm training for triathlons. Are we training for golf? Are we training for this? Um, let's set something in the diary that we need to achieve. Um, and that's big for me. Um, that seemed to be the biggest pain point in terms of like, they don't really know what they should be doing for that. And obviously oh, all their running stuff, data wise, it was all fun. Um, everybody seemed to be want to train a little bit more athletically, let's say that, but they're obviously it was in my niche. So they're probably training, following me because they want to, learn about that and they were talking to me anyway in a message so it's like all right yeah they're gonna, they're gonna say that because that's the content they mm. absorb from me anyway but yeah biggest thing i'd say and it will be definitely something that your niche whomever is looking to this will resonate because it was the biggest thing is training for something not having something in the diary that they don't train for then they lack motivation they lack adherence they won't do it and whatever happened and it's 100 so Probably why Dan's done his, well, the new Blitz stuff is train for photo shoots. It's always an end goal. And it's like, all right, when somebody signs up with you, Dan, to be a mentor, they probably want to go, how long is this? What can we hope to achieve? Well, they probably ask you, right, how much money could I possibly get to? What do you think is feasible? Because they, because <laughs> you want to put that end goal as well. You want to work towards something. Obviously, we fucking never know when it's a mentorship thing because we're like, all right, well, you you got to do the fucking work, but we still don't know. It could be this. It could be this. We don't know. Um, yeah. We hope you won't go backwards. Um, that'll be the fingers crossed. But at least yeah, with and it's, and it's something and that well. it's something that coaches don't do with their clients well enough. Like I think coaches need that for sure more than the most. 
Uh, and and you you know when coaches sign up clients, they think, oh, they just want to lose the body fat. They want to lose ten kilos. It's like, yeah, they they do, but so they can feel a yeah, similar. Okay, well, what, but what do they do after that? Like, where do they want to take things? Where do they want to go? And I think it's up to you as a coach to almost like talk them through the phases and when the next phase is, what the next phase looks like, what they're working towards next, how they're going to how it's going to take, what it's going to look like, struggles along the way, how easy it's going to be, how hard it's going to be, whatever. None of coaches future, we call it future pacing. They don't future pace the client. They don't take them through their future and what it's going to look like and how they're going to feel so that they are invested in the next stages, the next steps. They're just so focused on this yeah. week. Yeah, do this, you're losing a half kilo. Do this. Say, but why are they losing a half kilo? For what? For when? What's the, when are you going to stop dieting them? They're obviously not going to diet forever. What happens then? What's that phase look like? Why is that phase difficult? Why have they never stuck with that phase before? How are you going to help them through that phase? What's on the other side of that phase? Why is that so good? Why is that important? Why is that different than anything they've done before? It's all those things that they're asking the questions in their own head, but they don't know the answers. And you need to kind of almost preempt it as a coach to talk people through that. Um, it's why people struggle so much on the back end of, of photo shoots and, and like competitions and stuff. It's like, it's done, it's over. You've got no reason not to eat the ice cream. So, well, what's next? What's the, what's the, what's the goal? You should, again, a good coach will tell people, in advance of that time, this is how you're going to feel. This is what's going to happen when they're in a better state. So that when it does happen, they go, oh, shit, yeah, you said it was going to happen. So this is how I'm going to deal with it. Because I know that the next goal for me after this is this. And that's what I'm working towards. And it's just remembering that. I think coaches are, again, notoriously um, poor at that with their clients. Yeah. Which is why they, yeah, somehow. Right. Mm -hmm. I've been quite like, it's been nice going into this weird triathlon -y endurance world because it does seem to be like people that's have park runs. That's, that's a lie. Park that's runs nice, to yeah. go to. Because there's lots of organized things. There's park runs. There's triathlons. There's why has my camera decided to go weird? Oh, it's kind of Tom's camera's gone. <laughs> Let's switch for the last bit. Here we go. That's weird. And I've got back. really low clarity now. On my HD, my oh, isn't it okay. mad that that one's gone there? Do you reckon? It, do you reckon it's my phone? Everybody's Possibly. like, I switch it back. We're back. That's <laughs> fine. Everybody on the YouTube's like, what the fuck's going on? Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think it's been quite nice because it does seem to be in that kind of realm. There's lots of more events and certain things that you can go to and run for and train for. I'm gonna run this 10k race. Whether fucking do it. It's another question because there's always those that oh, I'm gonna yeah. do it. Oh yeah, I'll book it. Oh, I was like, okay, oh, well, to fucking just book it. Like, it's the worst thing to happen. I at least you put something in the diary. Be fine. But yeah, it was interesting. Obviously, yeah, there was a lot of other themes and like I don't know secondary subjects and stuff that I'll talk about. But I think that was the main one in driving in terms of pain points. If just so my research is your research, guys, on the podcast is fine. Um, yeah. I didn't have to sit there for at least one to two full days trying to get all this information from people. Mm. <laughs> Fun times. Fun times, wasn't it? Yeah. And obviously everybody was uh, ecstatic with it. I sent them every single person a lovely video, Daniel, um, with my tips. Not for you though, Dan, because you replied no. Um, yeah. So yeah. I did make, but it's good for your engagement though if I reply. So I did reply because I'm not. <laughs> But I don't even send. I didn't even send down a link. People are going. Well, mm -hmm. I didn't get a fucking link. Well, ask me for one. It's fine. Uh, but yeah, that was also a case of like the in terms of person to person outreach. 
just to put that in perspective, I probably messaged about 350 people who viewed one of my one of my stories. Okay. Um, and it wasn't everybody on there because there would have been, I would have selected people from that story. Like Dan probably viewed my story. I probably didn't need to send him a fucking a thing because that would have been pointless. He would have filled it out jokingly. And I'd have been like, right. <laughs> um, but if I just put it up on my stories, it's been like, oh, can you fill this out for me? So put that in perspective. When I put it sent into my email list, um, how much did I get in terms of email list? Five percent of my email list probably filled it out. When I send it to 350 people in a direct message and spoke to them prior to it, I got 60 odd responses. So you can do the maps in terms of probably I almost got a 20% hit rate. Of people turning over so talking to people works essentially being nice to being a nice human every now and again so it's all right um yeah people feel so special lots of people there was definitely some people who viewed my story for some random reason and then unfollowed me because i sent them a message i was like right, right. <laughs> i saw wow, my followers drop by like 10 <laughs> could you imagine mad. it's like i was like literally like oh yeah could you really help me with this they 100 percent unfollowed me i was like that's funny. Oh, well, good luck. <laughs> I'm probably not going to work with you though if you found that annoying. So yeah, my clients get a video from me every fucking week, unfortunately. That's crazy. Uh, funny, isn't it? Yeah, funny how people's mind works. Uh, um, yeah, I understand the unread thing because yeah, it's fine. Like people don't reply or they're like, they'll, they, what, are they, what are they called? Like a, I don't know, a peeker or a lurcher or something. They kind of like, they're on Instagram not to post, just to look. Lurker, yeah. A lurker, yeah, which obviously people are so, but yeah, it's fine. More eyes on us, but don't speak ever, don't comment ever, no, don't like ever. <laughs> it's always interested in it, uh, yeah. People well. love to do that, strange, yeah. yeah, it's a strange thing, but yeah, I mm-hmm. guess, yeah, each their own, each their right. own. Any other business, Dan, because no, not for me, time no. is here. Time is there. Probably about five five minutes plus on that, so we're fine. Um, No, not from me either, um, as far as I know. We're all good. There's nothing crazy happening. It's colder here now, so that's unfortunate. Um, You can go... YouTube's obviously rolling, and I've got to review this. I bought... I bought a Garmin Forerunner 745, no less. It is not the super expensive version because I said I was the nine six five 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 four five one of those. Um, so many fucking watches, it's insane for like triathlons and running and shit like that. And uh, I'm not spending six seven hundred quid on the watch that I'm gonna only oh use God. to run with. <laughs> I was like, that's madness. Um, so yeah, I just wanted this one, so I got it for like two fifty. Lovely. So I'm gonna look what at that. Jump? Um, It'll do a job, mate. That's fine. It's, I think I can do golf on it as well. So I can't wear the watch on my wrist when I play golf because I wear it on yeah, the right, I'll, right I'll, wrist. I will take, I'll take it off so, as well. Yeah. <laughs> I'm playing on Friday. There's no chances of staying on. So no. I'm not concerned about my steps that much. Okay. All right. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll catch you next week. See you later.